Welcome back, friends. Bill Creasy here with Wednesday's episode of Scripture Uncovered. No person can perform a miracle. Only God can perform a miracle. And if God chooses to perform a miracle through you, it suggests that you have a very intimate relationship with God. And the greater the miracle, the more implied intimacy. We saw Jesus raise Lazarus from the dead after being in the tomb for four days. That was an outstanding miracle performed by God the Father through Jesus, God the Son. But we we have other examples of performing great miracles, great miracles of raising the dead. And I'd like to look at a couple of them, beginning with the prophet Elijah, the great prophet Elijah. And I'd like to turn over to 1 Kings chapter 17 and have a look. Now, Elijah had just called down a three-year drought on the kingdom of Israel. Ahab and his vile, loathsome and despicable wife Jezebel were in charge at the time. And Elijah went into hiding at the Kiriath Ravine east of the Jordan River, and he stayed there. And ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the brook. Now, beginning at verse 7 of 1 Kings 17, Sometime later, the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Well, of course not. Elijah had called down a three-year drought. Then the word of the Lord came to him, Go at once to Zarephath of Sidon and stay there. I have commanded a widow in that place to supply you with food. Sidon is in Lebanon of today, so it's up north. So he went to Zarephath, and when he came to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and asked, Would you bring me a little water in a jar so I may have a drink? And as she was going to get it, he called, Oh, and and please, bring me a piece of bread. And she replied, As surely as the Lord your God lives, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar and just a little bit of oil in a jug. I'm gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son that we might eat of it, and then we're going to die. There has been, after all, a three-year drought. There's no food, no water. Elijah said to her, Don't be afraid. Go home and do as you have said. But first, make a small cake of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me, and then make something for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. The jar of flour will not be used up, and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord gives rain on the land. Well, she went away and did as Elijah told her. So there was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and her family. For the jar of flour was not used up, and the jug of oil did not run dry, in keeping with the word of the Lord spoken by Elijah. Well, that's a pretty darn good miracle. Now, sometime later, the son of the woman who owned the house became ill. He grew worse and worse. And finally, he stopped breathing. She said to Elijah, What do you have against me, man of God? 
Did you come to remind me of my sin and kill my son? You know, we were pretty, pretty bad off here in that drought. And then you came along and things looked a lot better. But now look, my son is dead. And Elijah replied, give me your son. He took him in her arms. He took him in her arms, uh, from her arms, carried him to the upper room where he was staying, laid him on his bed. Then he cried out to the Lord, O Lord my God, have you brought tragedy also upon this woman I'm staying with by causing her son to die? And then he stretched himself out on the boy three times, and he cried to the Lord, O Lord my God, let this boy's life return to him. The Lord heard Elijah's cry, and the boy's life returned to him, and he lived. Elijah picked up the child and carried him down from the room into the house. He gave him to his mother, and he said, Your son is alive. Then the woman said to Elijah, Now I know that you are a man of God, and that the word of the Lord from your mouth is the truth. So Elijah raises a dead boy and gives him back to her mother, his mother. Elijah, no, God raises the boy through Elijah and he's given back. Now, after Elijah is taken up to heaven in a chariot of fire, his follower, his protege, Elisha takes his place. And we read in 2 Kings chapter 4, one day Elisha went to Shunem, and a well-to-do woman was there who urged him to stay for a meal. So whenever he came by, he stopped there to eat. And she said to her husband, I know that this man who often comes our way is a holy man of God. Let's make a small room on the roof and put it in it a bed and a table, a chair and a lamp for him. Then he can stay there whenever he comes. Well, that was a fine idea. So that's exactly what they did. And every time I read this story or teach this story in class, it reminds me of an event in Tempe, Arizona. Back in the mid-90s, I was teaching every night of the week, in addition to full-time at UCLA, but every night of the week teaching scripture somewhere. And on Friday night, I taught in Phoenix, Arizona, actually Tempe, Arizona, where Arizona State University is located. And I would teach my classes at UCLA on Friday morning. I'd have lunch at the faculty club. Then I'd drive to the airport to LAX, get the Southwest flight to Phoenix, and my very dear friend, Jack Evans, would pick me up at the airport. We'd go to his home. His wife, Rosemary, would make dinner for us. And uh, every week, every Friday, and you know, we'd get to the house and Rosie would have hors d'oeuvres, olives and nuts and things, and a bottle of Fat Cat Cabernet wine from the Trader Joe's. And she and I would share that. And then Jack would grill lamb chops out on the grill and would have lamb chops and salad. I loved my Friday dinners until Lent. Because in Lent, 
Well, they didn't eat meat on, during, on Friday during Lent. So we had salmon. Well, that's not too bad. But I couldn't wait for Lent to be over and get back to the lamb chops. In any case, I, rode, I went over to Arizona every Friday for five years. Five years, never missed a week teaching class. And I arrived at Jack and Rosemary's house one Friday. And Rosemary said, I want to show you something. And we walked down the back hallway and they had redone a little bedroom. And it had a bed and a lamp and a desk and a chair. And she said, this is our Elisha room. And when you come over here, you can stay here. <laughs> I thought that was a wonderful thing. Unfortunately, I had to be back Friday night back in L.A. because I taught in Malibu on Saturday morning. But I, I've used that Elisha room several times since. And it always reminds me of this story. Anyhow. Stay here. You can stay here with us. Now, one day, verse 11, when Elisha came, he went up to his room and he lay down there. He said to his servant, Gehazi, call the Shunammite. So he called her and she stood before him. And Elisha said to him, tell her, you've gone to all this trouble for us. Now, what can be done for you? Can we speak on your behalf to the king or the commander of the army? And she replied, I have a home among my own people. What can be done for her? Elisha asked. Gehazi said, well, she has no son and her husband is old. And then Elisha said, call her. So he called her and she stood in the doorway. And about this time next year, Elisha said, you will hold a son in your arms. Come on, my Lord, she ordered. Don't mislead your servant, O man of God. Look at me. But the woman became pregnant. And the next year, about that same time, she gave birth to a son, just as Elisha had told her. The child grew, and one day he went out to his father, who was with the reapers. They were out in the field, working. And suddenly the little boy held his hands to his head, and he said, My head, my head. His father told the servant, carry him to his mother. After the servant had lifted him up and carried him to his mother, the boy sat on her lap until noon, and then he died. Now picture that scene. The little boy was out in the field with his father, nice summer day, working the fields. And suddenly, my head, my head. I remember when my youngest son, Jonathan, was a little boy. We had an avocado tree in the backyard, and I wanted to plant a little garden near the tree, and he had a plastic shovel and a bucket. And I remember being out there digging in the ground with a big shovel, and he was right next to me with his little plastic shovel filling the bucket. Just like this little boy. My head, my head. His father, father carried him in. The mother sat in a rocking chair, rocking him. And then the little boy died. She went up, laid him on the bed of the man of God in the Elisha room. She called her husband and said, Please send me one of the servants and a donkey so I can go to the man of God quickly and return. 
Why go to him today, he said. It's not the new moon of the Sabbath. It's, it's all right, it's all right, she said. She saddled the donkey and said to her servant, Lead on, don't slow down for me unless I tell you. So she set out and came to the man of God at Mount Carmel. And when he saw her in the distance, the man of God said to his servant Gehazi, Look, there, there's the Shunammite. Run and meet her and ask her, are, are you all right? Is your husband all right? Is your child all right? Something's wrong here. Everything's all right, she said. And when she reached the man of God at the mountain, she took hold of his feet. She dropped to her knees, grasped his feet. And Gehazi came over to push her away. But the man of God said, no, leave her alone. She's in bitter distress. But the Lord's hidden it from me. I, I, I don't know why. And she looked up at him. She, at his feet, raised her head, tears streaming from her eyes. And she said, did I ask you for a son, my Lord? Didn't I tell you, don't raise my hopes? Elisha said to Gehazi, tuck your cloak into your belt, take my staff in your hand and run. If you meet anyone, do not greet him. And if anyone greets you, do not answer. Just run and lay my staff on the boy's face. But the child's mother said, As surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. So he got up and followed her. And Gehazi went on ahead and laid the staff on the boy's face. But there was no sound or response. That boy was stone cold dead. So Gehazi went back to meet Elisha and told him, The boy has not awakened. When Elisha reached the house, there was the boy lying dead on the couch. He went in, shut the door on the two of them, and Elisha prayed. Then he got on the bed, lay upon the boy, mouth to mouth, eyes to eyes, hands to hands. As he stretched himself out upon him, the boy's body grew warm. Elisha turned. He walked back and forth in the room, then got on the bed, stretched out on the boy again. And then the boy sneezed seven times. And he opened his eyes. Elisha summoned Gehazi and said, Call the Shunammite. And he did. And when she came, he said, Take your son. She came in, fell at his feet, and bowed to the ground. And then she took her son and went out. That is a great story. And notice how it escalates from Elijah raising the dead child to Elisha raising the dead child. In the story of Elijah, the boy had just died. Here with Elisha, the boy has been dead and is cold. Now, He's alive. Next, I want to turn over to a story about Jesus raising another dead person. Turn over with me to Luke chapter 8 at verse 40. A marvelously constructed story. 
Now, when Jesus returned, a crowd welcomed him, for they were all expecting him. And then a man named Jairus, the ruler of the synagogue, came and fell at Jesus' feet, pleading with him to come to his house, because his only daughter, a girl of about 12, was dying. So Jesus is now back at Capernaum, at the synagogue at Capernaum, a synagogue we've stood in and I've taught in many a time. A little girl of 12. As Jesus was on the way with Jairus, the synagogue ruler, we read, but the Greek word is archisynagogus, the arch-synagogue guy. That is, a synagogue was run by the elected board of elders, and the chairman of the board was elected, and he is the archisynagogus. So Jairus is that man. Jesus goes with him. As Jesus was on the way, the crowds almost crushed him. There were so many people pushing around him. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years, but no one could heal her. The woman had her period that never ended for 12 years. And over in Leviticus, we're told that if a woman, when a woman is having her period, when she's bleeding, she is unclean, ceremonially, ritually unclean, and she cannot be touched because then you would become unclean. She had been bleeding for 12 years. Notice 12 years. The same length of time the little girl, Jairus' daughter, had been alive. This woman had been, metaphorically, dead. She came up behind him, and she touched the edge of his cloak. And immediately her bleeding stopped. Now, you're not to touch a woman who is bleeding. But she made her way through this big crowd. She had to be touching everybody to get through the crowd. And fell at Jesus' feet, and she touched him. Well, I can imagine the crowd gasped when they recognized who this was. Who, who touched me, Jesus asked. They all, they all denied it. Peter said, Master, the, the crowd's huge and pressing in on you. Who knows who touched you? Jesus said, no, somebody touched me. I, power has gone out from me. And then the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, trembling, fell at his feet in the presence of all the people. She told why she had touched him and how she had been instantly healed. So she, just like the woman with Elisha, grasped his feet, looked up into his eyes, tears streaming down her face, and confessed what she had done. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. Now, while Jesus was still speaking, someone came from the house of Jairus, the Archisynagogus. Your daughter is dead, he said. Don't bother the teacher anymore. 
hearing this, Jesus said to Jairus, Don't be afraid, just believe, and she will be healed. So when he arrived at the house of Jairus, he did not let anyone go in with him except Peter, James, and John, his inner, inner circle, and the child's father and mother. Meanwhile, all the people were wailing and mourning outside. Stop wailing, Jesus said. She's not dead, but asleep. Well, they all laughed at him. They knew she was dead. But he took her by the hand and he said, My, my child, get up. Her spirit returned and at once she stood up. There's a beautiful mosaic at Duke in Altum, Mary Magdalene's hometown on the shore of the Sea of Galilee. Beautiful mosaic of this very scene of Jesus reaching out and touching the little girl's hand. Her eyes are opened. It, it's extraordinary. Her mother is weeping and looking down at her. If you cover the mother's mouth, you can see her looking down. Uncover the mother's mouth with your hand and there's a shocked look on her face. Oh, it's a beautiful, beautiful mosaic. If you go to Israel and you visit Galilee, go to Magdala, to Duke in Altum, in the little side chapel, and you'll see this wonderful mosaic. Her spirit returned. She stood up. And Jesus told them to give her something to eat. <laughs> a 12-year-old girl, give her a bowl of Cheerios. Her parents were astonished. But he ordered them not to tell anyone what had happened. So Jesus raised Jairus's daughter. A wonderful, lovely story. He also raises the widow of Nain's son, you might recall. The widow of Nain. Her son was about to be buried. So Jesus raised a young girl who had just died. He raised the widow of Nain's son who was dead and about to be buried. And he raised Lazarus who had been in the tomb already for three days. Four days. You see the progression? No one can perform a miracle. No person can perform a miracle. Only God can perform a miracle. And if he chooses to perform a miracle through you, it suggests that you have a very intimate relationship with God. He performed a miracle, raising the dead through Elijah, through Elisha, through Jesus with Jairus' daughter, who had just died, the widow of Nain's son, who had been dead for a day, and Lazarus, who had been in the tomb for four days. You see the progression? This is a wonderful thread in Scripture. I hope you enjoyed it. See you on Friday. Bye-bye, gang.